Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built Podcast, and I'm with Donna Dubay this morning. Donna, how are you? I'm good, thanks. So happy to be here. I'm excited for you to be here, too. I'm still so excited about your name because I just learned how to pronounce it. Um, let me share a little bit with everyone with the audience who Donna is. Now, Donna Dubay, she's a certified director of operations who focuses on data and measurement. She works with established online service-based entrepreneurs who are ready to go from uncertain guesswork to profitable decisions by leveraging the power of their data without complex spreadsheets or math. Her motto is to make data way less dull and their clients' businesses way more profitable. Donna, welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, I heard from someone that really to run a business, you need about third grade level math. Do you think that's true? Yeah, probably. <laughs> really, because the truth is you've got adding, subtracting, and some division. And that's it. I mean, we're not doing trigonometry here. Absolutely not. No calculus needed. Thank goodness. Yeah, my daughter's going through pre-calc right now, and she's just like, oh, it's the worst. And I'm like, don't worry. If you own a business, you don't have to do any of this stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Donna, I want the audience to get to know you a little bit. I'm just curious, um, especially with you being specializing in data and measurement and things like that. I'm always curious, so many different personalities is, do you have a morning routine in the morning? What do you do in the morning to kind of set yourself up for success for the day? Yes, for sure I do. So my morning routine actually starts the night before. Um, and so I like to take a quick look, you know, when I'm shutting down my computer, take a quick look at what is the plan for tomorrow in terms of my own tasks for my own business and also for clients that I'm working with see where my meetings are, that type of thing. So that when I get up in the morning, I know what to expect on the whole. And then when I do get up, I like to have my quiet time. So my kids are teenagers now. So that's a lot easier than when they were younger. Um, but I like to, to spend some quiet time. I'm not a coffee drinker, but have my breakfast. Um, I am a Christian. So I like to spend some time in the Bible and God's word and just think and meditate and be grateful for um, where I am at. And then certainly if I have worries or concerns, I like to bring those up as well and try and just relieve some of that before I start my day. So yes, that. And then the other thing I like to try and do in the morning is get some exercise in. So um, I try and do my workout in the morning as well and then start with my client's work. I love that. Yeah, get some movement in, some mental exercise too. And also like being aware of those worries, because I think too, is when we don't acknowledge the worry or acknowledge the feeling it's going to come up in some form or another in the day, in yes. some weird way, like you're yelling at the cat or something, you're like, I don't know <laughs> exactly. what I did lady. Like, yeah. <laughs> Just feed me please and leave me alone. Yes, yeah, exactly. it's so true. And you know, especially when we're running our own business, like mindset is such a big part of it. And so just, you know, trying to be aware of those assumptions and things that we're 
you know, telling ourselves, I think is, is really important. Yeah, the stories that we tell that are so exciting and sometimes drama filled, but a lot of the times just not true when it comes yes. to it. Yeah. So, okay, so let's talk about data. So we're gonna to talk today, how to use data to skyrocket your business growth. Um, sometimes when I say data, even to my clients, and maybe to some viewers initially, it's like, oh, no, it's fine. Everything will be fine. You have a spreadsheet? No, I don't, I don't like spread, I've heard this. I don't use spreadsheets. I don't like spreadsheets. Spreadsheets make me uncomfortable. I'm having a panic attack or they know we're going to talk about spreadsheets and they're sick for the next session. I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) So what what is going on here? What do you think? You've seen this, you know, time in your business. What do you feel? What's going on? Yes. So I think there's a couple factors going on. I think one, they're afraid it's going to be a wall of numbers and, you know, that to them is confusing. They can't make sense of it. And they feel that they're going to have to do it on their own. And so that makes them back off. I think the second thing is that sometimes because they don't know what the data is going to show, they're afraid they're not going to like the result. And the truth of the matter is sometimes we don't like the result. But knowing and being informed makes us so much better and can move forward in the right direction once we are informed. You know, I think about it as if you go to the doctor and you get a diagnosis from the doctor that's not something you're hoping for. But if the doctor just drops a diagnosis and walks away and doesn't give you any idea about treatment or what this really means or you know what your life expectancy is or any of that, you're in a much more state of panic than if he or she explains, this is what this means. This is the treatment we can try. In six months or a year, I'm hoping for this. Much different state of mind than just a name, right? And so it's the same with the data. If we just drop the numbers and walk away, it's very difficult to you know, comprehend that and put it all together. But when we go through the data, look at it in terms of its context and what that really means, then it can become much more enjoyable. Yeah, I think knowledge is power. And this is a great example of that. Um, I had, I met with a client and I was asking her numbers in the sales meeting, like, hey, where are you at with sales? What's your average? What's your you know revenue? Things like that. And she didn't know any of it. And it was all mm-hmm. guessing. And I was like, okay. Um, so I said, first order of business is let's get, let's know our numbers, right? It's a whole exercise, know your numbers. And I remember she's like, I don't want to do this. I'm having a panic attack, blah, blah, blah. We opened up her QuickBooks. She had not opened it up in over 12 months. And she was so afraid, like physically we, we were stopping and taking breaks and coming back to it and hold hand holding and all this. And when we got in, she found out that there was, she was running her business on her bank account, no data. Mm-hmm. And then when we got in there, we found out a, she is quite profitable and B the laptop crappy ass, sorry, the crappy laptop. No, this is no explicit crappy laptop. She had the camera didn't work anymore. She easily could have bought three of them. So like. And she was so excited. And I was like, look, this is your reward for doing this exercise is you can go out and get a laptop of cash right now. And it has no ramifications on it. Like you have plenty of cash, right? Yes. And so it's really interesting, the fear that grips us, that the fear, like you said, they're afraid of what the result will be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really fascinating to watch. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so, so they're afraid. They see they're going to wall of numbers. What have you seen happens once people start looking at their data? Like what starts to happen? What have you noticed shift-wise? Yeah. And so I like to approach that data is, as it's just an answer to questions. 
And so when I meet with a business owner, we're strategizing at the beginning to find out, okay, what really are your goals for the next six or 12 months? And what metrics do we need to track to measure our progress on meeting those goals? Because we can measure everything, but that's not really going to help us and it will make us overwhelmed. And so we really want to be focusing and measuring the things that are going to matter most for our business. And okay. so once so, we ask, yeah, sorry. No, please go ahead. So once we ask those questions, then we use the data as the answer. And so if you want to say, well, I want to know which social media channel is bringing the most traffic to my sales page or my website or whatever you're looking at. That's the question. We look at the data to find the answer. And then that's when you can take that information and make smart business moves. So for example, if your traffic is coming from Facebook and you're hardly getting any traction on LinkedIn, don't spend your time on LinkedIn, optimize what you're doing on Facebook. Simple example, but it just goes to show you can then steer and direct where you're putting your time, your money, and your effort so that you're really maximizing what you're doing in your business and getting that return on investment. Yeah, I think that's smart. I've seen so many people are like, I need a Facebook and Instagram. Oh, I should do YouTube and then LinkedIn. And I want to do TikTok videos and all this. I'm like, whoa, right? You yes. can do all that, but you're going to spread yourself so thin. So if 100% of your time and you're doing only 5% here, 10% here, 20% here, 5% there, are we really getting any traction? And yeah. where's your audience anyway? So yeah. you then can make that into um, data. You can measure it so that they can determine I should stop doing ads on LinkedIn or stop doing ads on Instagram or whatever. Exactly. Right. So just as a client example, I was working with a lady who was selling uh, courses to healthcare professionals, newly grad, like ones who had just graduated. And so in her mind, those people were young and therefore on all social media channels. And she had one social media contact her in her business already. And she was contemplating hiring another one because they weren't able to keep up with all of the content that she thought she needed. And so she was coming to me saying, do you think I should hire another one? You know, I don't know if I have enough in my budget, this and that. And I said, well, let's not worry about your budget right first. Let's look at where are you people actually coming from? And so when we dug into the data, surprisingly, there were two channels, Facebook and Instagram that were making a difference. Um, and so Facebook was bringing people to her website, so for brand awareness, but they weren't really converting. But her posts on Instagram, people were actually converting. TikTok, this, that, YouTube, she didn't have to worry about because she would hardly have any audience there anyways. And so it was such a relief for her to know, okay, I can just work with my one social media. I don't need to worry about being able to support another one on my team. And I can really focus on these two channels and not worry about the rest for now. Yeah, I love that. That is just, it's just smart business, right? When yeah. it comes down to it. And it's just about looking at the data. So when people, this is the other thing too, is I've had, they're like, well, I want to hire someone to look at my data because I don't want to look at it, mm -hmm. but I'm afraid they're just going to give me a bunch of spreadsheets and then I'm going to have to figure it all out. Um, is it something that do you want, do you make suggestions? Do you walk them through it? Like talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Glad you asked. And so what I like to do, I've told, I heard a bookkeeper tell me once, Oh, you take those spreadsheets and make them look pretty. <laughs> so what I like to do is build a visual dashboard for the business owner with those most important metrics. And so if you imagine, it's kind of like the dashboard in your car, when you're going to take a long trip, 
you don't open up the hood and get under there and make sure the engine and everything is right. No, you rely on that dashboard in your car to tell you I've got enough gas, my oil level is fine, my tire pressure is okay, and away you go. And so the same can happen with your business. You can have a visual dashboard with graphs and pie charts and that type of thing to really show you the patterns and trends and what's happening in your business. And then from there, together, we can work out what those insights are and what kind of steps you want to take to move forward. So as an example, one thing you can have is a graph that would show you your monthly expenses versus your monthly revenue. And so that could be in a, a, a bar graph. So you can quickly see, oh, January's way up, February's way down, right? And then you start to think, okay, what's happening in my business? Why are February sales way down or the opposite? Why are February's expenses way up if there was something going on? And so that's when you can really then hone in and say, all right, I need to do something to keep my February numbers, you know, a little more steady. Um, just as an example, I had a client who had a retreat once a year. And so there were a lot of expenses building up to the retreat. But then once she started getting sales for it, of course, that those numbers came in, in in revenue. But when she first looked at her graph, she was like, oh, November's expenses are way right. Because remember, you booked <laughs> A, B and C for the retreat. And so just having that in a visual makes it so much easier to see than a spreadsheet. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're a visual person, a lot of creatives that work with, where it's just so much easier to see it in a picture. Yes. As opposed to the number wall, like you were talking about on a spreadsheet, which can be intimidating um, for sure. Even if you put, I mean, pretty colors help, that's for sure, um, instead of just the, the grid lines and that. But yeah. I'm just curious also too is um, how you got where you are today, working with um businesses in with data and measurement like what, what's your background yeah good question so I actually started my career in nursing and so I was an ICU nurse for a number of years um, and then I moved into there into the online world once my kids got a little bit older and there I was doing some project management and then eventually into director of operations and I found when I was working with businesses it was at a strategic level and they were partnering with me and saying okay how, what should we do here? Asking, you know, from a consulting role. And I found it very difficult to make those decisions without knowing the data because I'm very analytical. And so I wanted to know well, what did the numbers show? And many times people didn't know what the numbers show because they weren't looking. And so that really got me interested into diving deeper into, okay, what can data do for small businesses? And I think lots of times people think that data is for huge corporations. And of course it is, but as a solo entrepreneur or a entrepreneur with a small team, you can use data just as much as Apple and Microsoft. I love that. Yeah. I could tell you're, especially being a nurse, you have come from that serving heart mm. and helping others. And it probably gives you so much joy when you see a client look at their numbers and they're able to have clarity to make better decisions in their business because of it. Definitely. Yes. Yes. I remember one lady I was working with and the same type of thing you were describing, like almost panic attacks when I would start to talk about the numbers and not wanting to look at spreadsheets. And when I made the visual dashboard for her, it still wasn't easy for her, but it became much better. She was willing to have that meeting with me once a month and, and look at that spreadsheet together and, and make decisions. 
now she's away to the races, she goes in and, and looks at it herself. But that takes some time depending on, you know, the person and their comfort level. Yeah, for sure. It takes time and a willingness to be open to it, to do things differently and to face the fear. Yes. Um, I mean, I think the definition of courage is not that you're avoiding the fear, is that even in the face of fear, you move forward. Um, yes. And I think it's always easier to move forward when you have someone with you um, to hold your hand, who's been there, who understands how to support you in what you need at the time. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's why many of us have a business coach, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. I always have a coach. I always rotate through for different things that you need at different times. And there's probably someone listening right now, like, gosh, I don't know my next move. Um, I wonder if I looked at my data, if I, I, and I don't know where to start. So, so let's talk about this. Anyone who's listening right now is like, okay, I don't know my data. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing posts out on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook and who knows where they're coming from. And I'm spending time, I'm almost like frantic, jumping all over the place, trying to figure out what's going to work for my marketing is what do you feel like is the first, what is step one? Besides calling you, what is step one? (laughs) Fair enough. Yes. So I would say when you're looking at your marketing metrics, for sure, we want to take it a step further beyond vanity metrics. And so when I'm talking about vanity metrics, I'm talking about likes, comments, subscribes, that type of thing. Those are good. We need them. Of course, we need some engagement. Otherwise, what's the point of putting out the post in the first place? But that's not really going to bring money into our pocket. That's not going to affect our bottom line. And so we want to take that further and say, okay, here's my post. The action I wanted those people to take was to sign up for my lead magnet or to sign up for my webinar next week or purchase my course or whatever it is, the action that you want them to take. And so really narrowing down that conversion rate, how many people saw my post and took action and did what I wanted them to do. That's much more important than just looking at my post. And so I would say from a marketing standpoint, you want to be looking at your conversion rates first off. Yeah, because that will rates. then narrow down where you want to put your effort and time. Sure. Yeah, the conversion, the vanity ones are nice. Like, oh, I got 300 likes or something. But really, when it comes down to it, how many of those are you converting that are really making um, a difference to your bottom line? Yeah, sense. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, people understand it. If you have a business model where you're doing a lot of sales calls and you're, you know, closing on your sales calls, you want to know what your conversion, what your closing rate is for those. So it's the same type of thing when you're using social media marketing. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I get it. It's all about knowing your numbers. I think that's what it comes down to. Oh, I love this. Okay. So how, if someone's like, okay, yes, I know that, or you know what? I'm just, I need to talk to Donna. Um, What is the easiest way for people to find you? Yeah. So they can visit my website, which is www.productivityplus.com va.ca and there I have a tab for resources and so there's a couple of free resources there one in particular is 10 kpis or 10 metrics that you can start measuring today and so that will probably be helpful for some listeners just to get started and then from there they're welcome to book a call and um, you know we can discuss further where they're at what might be most important for them and how that would look moving forward awesome I love it this has been so nice having you on the show, Donna. Yeah, thank you. I hope it was helpful for your listeners. Yes, for sure. And thank you everyone else for being here today. Um, I appreciate you and we'll see you next time.
Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.